it's the team again. Welcome back to Wisdom, Whiskey, and Winning. Today, I'm the host, Richie Brown. Everybody calls me RB. I'm accompanied by Julius Taylor. What up? Big Boy Low. You, you. And, well, he's below me, Pedro Palmer. What up, y'all? What up? How y'all gentlemen doing tonight? Yo, brother, how you Good, doing? man. Another day. Hey, I got one question. Hey, are y'all... Wa- well, yeah, let's go ahead and do the drinks. Actually, what are y'all drinking tonight? Anybody want to speak on what they're drinking? Bullet and sour crap. mix. Bullet and tonic? Bullet and sour mix. Bullet and sour mix. What you got, Lo? I just got regular crown. Regular wow. crown, my man. What you got over there in the shaker cup? Cup of water. Cup of... Uh, yeah, we got to kick maybe. him off this podcast. Hey, cup of water. <laughs> we got, we've got cup. to get rid of him. A cup of spinach, uh, a cup of pineapple, half a banana, and um, I forgot the powder stuff. Low put me onto that, you know, that, that man, detox. Get out I got to drink this, man. I'm, I'm hurting, man. I'm feeling sick. I drank too much last night, so okay. got to get on detox. Well, tonight I'm drinking Jefferson's. It's a bourbon whiskey mix, if you ever get a chance to try it. Um, I got the little ice cube so it doesn't dilute. One of them things oh, y'all should look into purchasing one of those too. Keeps it cold, but you don't get it watered down over time when you're drinking. So, uh, cheers, gentlemen. No. All right. So while Pedro stays hydrated, trying, man. <laughs> the rest of so us, I got, it, the rest of us, literally destroying our livers, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll just do it alone while you over there hydrated and whatnot. Hey, man, I got to get ready for that Spartan, but anyway. Hey, we do have a Spartan race coming up. For our viewers, if you're interested in running the Spartan race, we have a Spartan race coming up April 30th through May 2nd up here in Montana. For more details, email us at wisdomwhiskeyandwinning at gmail.com. So, gentlemen, where are y'all watching the fight at tomorrow? I just ordered it tonight. I'm watching it in the house with the wife, man. Okay. I just just ordered it. And if y'all don't know where to order it, um, I have an Apple TV. They have an app called Fight, F-I-T-E, and you can order the fight through the app. It's streaming live through the app. Oh, sure. Uh, I think it was like 40, I think I paid 49 bucks for it, or 50 bucks. Uh, not watching it, because I'm not watching it because I just don't have anybody to watch it with. I don't like watching fights by myself, even though I was really big into boxing half my life. I just don't mm-hmm. like watching boxing by myself. It's not fun, because in my head, I analyze it way too much. I don't enjoy the fight. I analyze other little things way too much. But if I was watching with the four of y'all, I could actually enjoy the fight. So I hear about it. Hey, okay, t- true t- box t- mindset. Hey, Lo don't know yet, but he's gonna zoom me and I'm gonna watch it from his house. He's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> but <laughs> that's where I'm fine. Hey, that, hey, that's at Angelo bootlegfights.net. I'll add us. You know, set up the screen. <laughs> Can you see me? And hey, he gonna fall like. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, what happened? What happened? Put me back up. It went dark. It went dark. <laughs> nah, that's what's up. And also, how was y'all Thanksgiving? Mm-mm-mm. My Thanksgiving was really good. I was really proud of myself. I'll be honest with you. I cooked everything. I fried the turkey. You cooked everything. I cooked My everything. man. Bro, I fried the turkey. I made the macaroni and cheese. I made the greens. 
I made the mashed potatoes. I made the candy yams. Yeah, Chef Tay coming in. I did it all, man. Gave the wife a break because when we move into the new house, I want her to be comfortable cooking Thanksgiving dinner in her new kitchen. Right on, bro. Look at Tay, man, showing out. Cooked my wife. She had to lift the finger. Now all our wives gonna be like, "Mm, (laughs) (laughs) must be nice. (laughs) Like shit. Mm. Wish I had me and Tay. Right. You see what he's doing? I get a tell you. You need to learn some lessons. Uh, <laughs> can I upgrade to the tape plan? <laughs> How do you unlock the tape? <laughs> but gentlemen, hey, I got a good topic for y'all tonight. I have a lot of questions and some I'm going to dig into, but uh, I think this one is going to be good for, for everybody around us, especially in the society that we live in today. It looks like we lost Pete, but We'll just keep going until he comes back. There he is. All right. So uh, I'm going to start it off by saying tonight I want to talk about communication. And I think that as a society is either evolving, I don't know, in a good or bad way. But that's what my topic is going to be on tonight. So before I even start, I want to know y'all opinion on do you think communication has changed in the last past 20 years? Who we gonna start off with? first? I'll start off with low. Uh, yeah, definitely, man, because communication has changed because um, all our circumstances around us have changed to um, technology. Everything's technology based now. So you don't, you know, you can, people are creating re- relationships off of apps. And I'm not knocking anybody who does it, it's just reality. Oh, plenty of fish. Yeah, it's reality, tender. You know, you, you don't have to speak to people anymore. Um, texting has become more prevalent. You know, um, some people don't like calling people on the phone, so they'll just text them instead. So there's not a lot of face-to-face interaction anymore. And then now, with COVID, I mean, it's even worse now because everything's through Zoom. You know, so everything, I mean, kids are learning through Zoom. I mean, it's going to be a really weird society because, um, you know, when we were kids, part of our communication skills we learned was just as kids. Now kids are at home with their families learning how to communicate through a Zoom through a, through a Zoom chat. That's wild to me. So yeah, it's changed a lot. It's Have y'all lot. ever wrote a letter to a girl and slide it to her? You know, yeah. you like me or not, check yes or no. You know, they don't even do that no more. Right, you gotta put the maybe on there. You gotta put the maybe. Yo, maybe always got a chance. Yeah. Right? Yep. So what you saying? <laughs> what you saying is there's a chance. Right. <laughs> what you think, Tay? Um, to be honest with you, man, I think this is a generation, the generation you said has communicated change last 20 years. I think yes. I think it's tremendous. I think it's essential to point out that communication has fallen off in the mm-hmm. last 20 years because of, as Lowe pointed out, technology. Um, at some point, I think with technology, I think people have get have gotten more uh, offended because communication is not clear. I can't go to Richie and say, hey, this and this and this and this, because when we were kids, that's how we communicated. You either call me on the phone, a cordless phone, or we, you went, I rode my bike to your house and we communicated. Like, that's how we talk. Now, if I send a text and I say, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. And you're like, what did he just say? Or I put, you know, or autocorrect. And you're like, what did he just say? Like, 
all of a sudden you're offended. Now communication is broken. And now we're sitting in a spot where we have to fix the bad communication before we can move on. Mm. And so I just feel like with the generation now, it's just hard to communicate. And that's why I kind of don't like text because I feel like when we communicate, we should communicate the way we communicate best. Me, I'm not a writer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a person that's gonna sit down and write you a letter and you're gonna understand my clear communication through that. We, in some capacity, are, have all been instructors. The best way we communicate is through our voice. That's why I send you guys voice messages when we really need to. I noticed that P sends a lot of voice messages because he co clearly communicates through voice messaging. And if he writes out what he's trying to communicate through voice messaging, it's gonna be all messed up. And P, correct me if I'm wrong, but Richie, I just think that we all need to get to the point where we communicate the best. My wife is a writer. She communicates best through a long text message and I can feel her through her text messaging. But if I write that, if I try to communicate back to her that way, it's gonna be all messed up. Man, that's, that's you're right. And I, I remember, you know, some of the things I was thinking about, y'all ever sit on the phone and you on the couch talking for two hours on them cordless phones. There's, I saw a picture where this dude is holding up a basketball and, and he's holding up a table with his feet because you make all these movements, but you're able to verbally converse with people. Hey, you know, it's hot. It's hot. The phone about to die. All right, I'm going to call you back. You don't pick up another phone. But also on that beat. time. You get that beat, the phone about to die, beep, beep. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to call you back. Or you hear somebody pick up the phone. You're like, somebody else on this phone. You need to get off the phone. Get off the phone. It's time to get. It's time to go to sleep. Okay. Hey, yo, y'all remember when y'all had a chick call y'all and you had the cordless phone, but the whole family was in the room where the phone rang, so you had to walk around the corner and you know they was roasting your ass in the other room. Y'all remember that? It was roasting shit out you. Yeah, man. Like, Look at this clown on the phone. Kids these days, they don't even see that, man. They're, they're able to send text messages with all these emojis. And I'm, I'm every day trying to learn what these emojis mean because they always change throughout time. So yeah. what do you emojis, think, Richie? Richie, I'm trying to learn acronyms, bro. I'm about to say, then you got the acronyms. Yeah, like, I don't even know what they mean. You know bro, what I'm saying? God but see, that's the, yeah, right? that's the thing. We need to learn that because we have to communicate with the people below us. We have to communicate with our kids. Our kids are learning this. I know you're going through it, P, with Julian. I know you are. You know what I'm saying? We have to learn this stuff to keep up. And if we want to sit in the same spot and be comfortable and just be ignorant to what's going on around us, then we won't know anything. You know what I'm saying? My son says something about Minecraft or, or uh, Roblox every day. And I'm like, okay, I need to get on Roblox and figure what this, what this out. Tycoon or, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, what is he even talking about? Like, so I get on there and I try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So with, with something he said, and P, you're, you're, you know, the floor is open to open, uh, answer the last question, but I got another question. And as is texting a good form of communication and do you also think that if the face-to-face, -face, what we do right now, if you think that's slowly dying? Hey, so I think you're asking me, so I'm gonna just jump into it. I think communication has changed in the last 20 years dramatically and below hit the main topic, it'd be uh, what you call it, technology has made it crazy, right? Because mm -hmm. I think all, all four of us, right? We come from the era of like, when the first cell phones became small, and the whole text messaging. And, you know, we still remember when they were like, yo, charging us for 
every word we sent. You know what I'm saying? And, Facts. People, and then we only started hit. We only started texting each other or calling each other after 9 p.m. Because what happened after 9 p.m.? Free texting. Man. Man. Free texting. The kids today don't know what that what what that even entails. And in our hey, and, and back in our day, we had unlimited download and 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 you know, and then they figured out all oh, they can make money with that. So it's kind of yeah. today that's a whole different type of uh you know conversation. So texting, I think texting is good and bad. However, I'm gonna give you a story real quick. So my son, I had to drop him off at the airport, right? He spends uh the the holidays with his mother. He's coming back uh December second, no, the first, he comes back, right? So uh -huh. The night, the night before he leaves, he goes to the football game. He comes back. I'm like, yo, in the morning, we got to get A, B, C, and D done. All right? We wake up. He's all sluggish. Eat breakfast. Make him do a little quick workout. Hey, don't forget, you got to get A done. Mow the yard. B, C, and D is pack and do a few other things. And then you got the PlayStation till 3 p.m. We hit in the road at 4 p.m. to the airport. He knows everything, right? Mm -hmm. I go through his packing list. Yo, make sure you got this pack, this pack, this pack, and the wallet foot stump. He needs to have his wallet because he's 13 now, about to be 14. And they're gonna, there, there may be a chance that the, the people at the airport are gonna ask him for his ID. All right. Mm -hmm. Dad, I got it. Cool. Three o'clock comes around. Guess what? He ain't got oh. the wallet. At three o'clock, though, we already handled this at 10 a.m. At three o'clock. Mm. But this is where the story connects with the Texan, fellas. He tells me, yo, I text my boy Bryce at 10 a.m. through Snapchat. He didn't communicate back with me till 3 p.m. to tell me that he's at work. He just texted me five minutes ago saying he's on his way back from work. And that's the problem. You hear what I'm saying? That's the issue with today's mentality of texting and all this. So my son's 13. I'm not, I don't think anybody, no, nobody's dealing with an airman that's 13 years old. But in a few years, in seven years, the Air Force will be dealing with a Julian version of an airman that thinks he can text somebody and if they don't hear back from him, well, I, I no. You could have picked up the phone and handled it right there at 10 a.m., found out Bryce was on his way to work. You feel what I'm saying? Could have got dad to be like, yo, dad, go, 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 go drive me down the street. Let me pick up my wallet. You, you get what I'm saying? So that's where there was a huge miscommunication with texting and a huge miscommunication with my son trying to fix it the way he needs to get his thing. So texting is good, however, for uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Give me a second. I wrote it down right here. Accountability. So if I message Richie, you feel me? I like Richie's like, nah, man, you said 9:30. Nah, let me scroll back. I said 8:30. Pretty <laughs> Go to edit, get my highlighter green, because y'all know when I send y'all boys something, I love using green. Circle that mug a few times. Gotcha. So that's my that's my story about why I think it's horrible, but at the same time, it's great for accountability purposes. So I want to share a story off of that. So I've seen it be used in a good way where a supervisor and, and an airman or employee, if y'all want to look at it from a civilian point of view, they were not connecting on a communication level. And this isn't today's, this is today's Air Force. The supervisor decided to text the airman, hey, what is going on? And the airman, though it was lengthy, spilled out everything that was going on with him, but the supervisor couldn't get it out of him when he was talking to him. And 
I think as the we start to progress with the technology, and some people say they're smartphones, some others say they're dumb phones, I don't know if we're losing that social connection that we have. Because back in the day, you had to have confidence to speak in front of somebody. And that just came naturally over school because you had to do projects in front of class. You had to talk to all these people. But now is in a virtual state where you can just push it out and they don't have to hear you actually talking. You don't have to. So you see some of the, the issues that are and with these airmen today where it's like they're, ah, I can do it better like this. So I, that was a good tool that a supervisor used. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what happens when he gets a new supervisor? You think that's the clutch? You should probably sit him down and talk to him about it. What do you think about that, Lo? What so what's the question, honestly, out of that? Like, No, just what's your opinion? Go ahead, what's go ahead, your go ahead. opinion? I'm sorry. What's your opinion on supervisors using text messages to talk to their airmen or employees? I mean, I think it's... Uh goes both ways i mean i think it's good i think it's bad i think there are some things that need to be text i think there are other things that need to be said in person um but circumstances dictate which is which you know it's going to depend on our right, what needs to be said in person and what i need to text you if it's something quick that's really maybe minuscule yeah text them but if it's something you know maybe i got to discipline this person or maybe something happened to somebody in the unit, something like that. I'm, I'm not going to text. I'm going to tell you face to face because, um, yeah, it's just, you can handle it better face to face versus uh, just texting. That's just my opinion. But I think they're both good in their own ways and the circumstances will dictate which one we use. Mm. Mm. You know, I, when I look at text messages and, you know, we all look at them. If you send something, one sentence, and you send that same sentence capitalized, it has a different impact, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, oh, you coming at me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that the text message, it could be used as good, but I, I, I still think the verbal connection, because now you can look at their, their verbal or their, what is it, nonverbals. Nonverbals is really important when you're talking to people because you can tell if they're annoyed with you or if they have something to say. If you're just texting away, you don't really know what that person on the other end of the phone, how they feel. Yeah. I mean, 80% of communication is nonverbal. So, right. are, and, and low, you know this, when you're up in front of the class and let's say, for instance, you're up in front of a base pop class who don't know nothing about a rifle and you're up in front of a cop class who think they know everything about the rifle, you get the same, you you know, you get the two different attitudes. The dudes are just like, oh, we got to sit here for this class. You know what I'm saying? And then you yeah. get people who are like, you know what I mean? Because they need to know how to use this rifle. Um, me personally, man, I think that in that situation, I think that the supervisor is it's, as supervisors and as dads, supervisors, husbands, it's our job to teach. So the supervisor needs to teach that airman how to communicate verbally and then follow up with a text message. So what, and, and, go ahead, Richie. No, no, no. I want you to finish because I have a good question about you saying oh. being a supervisor. Yeah. So follow up. The supervisor needs to teach and follow up with the text message. What I mean by that is, well, my kids right now, when they all are in front of me, I give them impromptu speeches. And the person who gets the best impromptu, who does the best impromptu speech about whatever topic we throw out, they get $10 or they get 20 Robux. I listen. You need to call me, man. I'll, I'll put on an impromptu speech. And with my troops, every two my minutes, troops, 
My young Richie, my, my, we already know you're the best speaker in the whole world, Richie. I know, Richie. <laughs> I am a Toastmaster king of the world. I've won it all. I won at the regional and the national level. I'm going international. And, you know, that's Richie for you. But no. Um, but for my airmen, man, I do the same thing. Hey, you get up here, give me an impromptu speech about this subject, and you get a day off. You know what I'm saying? And people's time is valuable. So if you can do something to earn your time back, it's valuable. So it's our job to teach these airmen. And then so if, if that supervisor would have said something, I would have asked him to, I would have thought I would have, if I was in his shoes, talk to the person face to face and then follow up with a text message with all the pertinent information so that we may so I can make sure that you didn't miss anything or we 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 were connecting. So just to piggy, just to follow up, you said this and this and this at this and this time, this and this happened and this and this and this, you know, that's what texting should be used for. Because if you remember back when we were growing up, that's what texting was for. It just giving out pertinent information, but the communication was still through, you know what I'm saying? I think Nextel, to be honest with you, Nextel hit it around mm-hmm. the head with the chirp. They had the chirp. Remember back in the day, the chirp, the little walkie talkie thing. Yeah, that was that was easy communication because you can tell if I was pissed off. You can tell if I was happy. You can tell if I was sad because you can tell somebody's emotions. And that's all part of communication. So it's the year 2020. So that means that airmen in 1999 or 21 this year, I have an airman that is about to be a supervisor, was born in 1999, actually 2000, born in 2000, about to be a supervisor. Grew up with the phone. Now, us being older, we're used to being able to verbally talk to people, but there are some airmen that that's that's all they know. So what do we do about that? Teach. Teach. Yeah, I agree. It's easy. You teach. Your job is to teach. Their job is to not be comfortable in their own environment. You have to get Mm. them out of their environment and teach them something new. Your job is to not be comfortable in your environment, but to learn their environment so that you can walk into that territory. It's just like a hood. You should be able, I'm, I'm good in every hood. You know what I'm saying? Whatever hood I'm in, I'm good with that. But that's their environment. Right, so, so I should be good in their environment, but they should be comfortable being outside of their environment. Ah. Uh, but is it the air environment? Say again. Mm. That's the most said, important the, environment. That's he said it's the, the about, Air Force that, that's environment. There, there you go. I'm glad you said that, Pete, because that's the thing about the Air Force. The Air Force wants you to be good in every aspect. The Air Force wants you to be to be able to sit in front of colonels, yeah. majors, lieutenant, whoever, and give a speech and, and let them and communicate effectively and not be sounding like you're, you know, you're unprofessional. But the Air Force wants you also to be able to follow up with the email and to send out the send out the email traffic and let you know that the the, the meeting's about to happen and be able to send out a text message, a group message to communicate effectively. But then when the time comes, be able to speak on it effectively as well. That's mm-hmm. why it's good to learn both and teach these airmen both. They're good with text messaging. Oh, I just communicate through text messaging. All right, that's cool. So good people work on what they're bad at bad people work on what they're good at so if you're good with text messaging then start working on what you're bad at which is speaking in public that's fine 
Okay, so my right question is, hey, when you talk in communication, you mean like say y'all my three troops, right? Right. Right. I'm gonna send y'all a hard time or or fraggle, right? Like, yo, this ain't the hard time no more. This is a hard time. Meet me at building 34, Cheyenne, Wyoming, right? Nukefield. And then um Tay's there, RB's there, but Lowe's late. Okay. Am I am, am I sending him another text message where you at? Or am I calling him? Mm. You get it? That's Are you asking me? Supervisor, right? No, I'm, I'm saying that's no. I mean. that the type of communication we're talking about. Because then when we get to the building and we're doing guard mount, ain't no more text messaging. So the text messaging ain't that it ain't that serious. So when airmen say this is the way I communicate, no, it ain't the way you communicate. That's one form of using that tool. You're not you're not talking all day on text message to everybody because eventually I gotta see you face to face. So that's why I I and and I hope we're going down the road. I think we're going down. Um I get what people are saying, especially younger people. Hey, I like to talk through text. That's cool, but you're not having full-blown conversations on text message if somebody's next to you. You, you know what I'm saying? If we in guard mount, what, we doing guard mount through text message? Mm. You, you get, you get where I'm going to be? Like, 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 that's what I think airmen are expecting. Like, no, nah, bro, that ain't how it is. Like, you don't. Well, yo, now, oh, my bad. What's up? What's go up? No, go ahead, love. Go ahead. I think event, I think it all comes back to parenting, man, because I think it's really unfair for a kid to come into the military and then we put these expectations of supervisors to damn near raise these kids and teach them basic life skills that yeah. they should be learning as kids. Yeah. And now I know the four of us in life, we're still young, right? The four of us in life are still young, but in the military, we're considered old, the four of us. Yeah. That's real, that's real life. We are considered old in the military. Mm -hmm. A lot of these kids are having kids. So there's 20 year old parents, there's 21 year old parents, there's 23 year old parents that only know the phone. So what are they gonna teach their kids? The same thing that they knew. And we're bringing those kids that are having kids into the military trying to raise them. So it goes all the way back to the parents not keeping them sharpening those skills and teaching them those life skills to get through because now they get through the air force and now they're expecting everything they had their whole life that was spoon-fed to them to still be spoon-fed to them and now you're expecting the supervisor which is super unfair to raise them basically am i right richie Richie, you ain't just got one troop you got multiple troops so it's yeah. like i gotta raise all these i gotta raise all these fucking kids hell no so RB, <laughs> I got my own kids, right, Richie? Richie, like I got my own kids. I don't like y'all. So this, hey, this is my question, right? Uh, Tay, okay. how many how many troops you got right now? Seven. RB, how many troops you got right now? I don't have any, but anyone that comes and needs help, I'm there. Nah, that ain't count. But I feel I feel I feel what you said there. That was good. That was good. Low. How many troops you got? Zero. I got no troops. I have deppers, civilians. Yep. Get it? <laughs> And listen, I have text messages that are already, you know, I'm I'm old school cop, right? I got a template. You know what I mean? What what, what are they, what, what we used to call them? Um they the ready formatted whatever, man. Uh canned entries, right? We used to call them canned entries, right? Change the date, change the time, edit a little bit. Dummy dummy jumped over the fence over here in this sector, right? And, and then yesterday it was a different sector, whatever. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Canned entries, right? I will send these kids canned entries. Yo, Friendly to my reminder, when you go to MEPS tomorrow, you need to be there at this time. You need to have this. You need to have this document. Kill them with kindness. Hit me up when you're done. 
bro, hours before they got to be at MEPS. Hey, man, do you remember the address? I'll, and, and all I do is I highlight the message and I send the exclamation mark. Oh, thanks. Sorry. So so whose fault is this? I'm using the tool that 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 this young generation is saying this is better for communication, but they ain't even using it to communicate because what are they still looking but see, see that, that's something else, man. That's lazy. So that's a okay, whole different all right, all right. But hey, I was getting to that. That's a so, whole different podcast. So, so so that's my thing. You as a supervisor, Tay, when we talk in communication, how is the supervisor using the form of communication that the young generation is either complaining or saying, hey, I don't talk like this face to face. All right, Airman Snuffy, how you talk? I talk okay. through text. All right, then when we talk through text, you need to talk through text. You feel me? All right, go, Tay. I, I, and I feel you, and I have to respectfully disagree with Lo because it is my job to, to teach them. It is, it is, I, I got seven kids, you right. And my wife, no, I got seven kids that contact me all throughout the night. And mm -hmm. I, it is my job because they don't know. They don't know how to communicate. So I had to like literally start from scratch with these kids. So when I'm communicating with them, I something from one of our previous supervisors, pull your cat cart, look up at me when I'm talking. When I'm having the end of the day, you look up at me. Don't look at your screen. Don't look at this. Don't look at that. Look at me. That means that because that's showing me respect. That lets me know that you're listening to me. That's showing me that you're understanding and you're hearing what I'm saying, not you're going through your email while I'm talking. So what 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 it is, it is my job as a supervisor. So hopefully that down the line, when they have troops, this can be passed on to the next generation. So it mm. is my job to teach them effective communication, even if they didn't learn it when when they were kids which i do agree with low it starts with the parents the parents nowadays parents shove a tablet a phone in front of their kids face and now their hands off you know what i'm saying no like i said what me and i want to start doing we have impromptus with our kids something to teach them how to communicate and talk because now you say hi to a kid a four or five year old they're like oh, how you doing? my name is and you can barely even hear them you know what i'm saying I mean, hey, speak up like a big boy. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same with these troops. Uh, uh, my commander walks in. Hi, ma'am. My name is Airman Turner. And you know what I'm saying? It's just like, come on, bro. Like, we have to get you so, used to speaking to people. So I 100% I, I agree with uh, with both of you. But one thing I have to say is Julius hit it on the head. Um, I was recently deployed to Iraq and... Only, even though I took three people there, everybody there, and shout out to the Iraq team that was there with me, um, they were all my, you know, they were all people that I supervised. I supervised, I was big brother, I was dad if I needed to be. Whatever you need me for, that's why I'm here because my job is to make sure they get home safely. Our job as NCOs, senior NCOs, is to make sure they are ready to replace us. So though we may have seven, 12, sometimes 24 um, or more, we have to make sure we're doing the job to get them the proper tools to set them for, up for success. Something I want to go to you, Tayon, and I know you just went, but I, you were you hit on something about the airman mumbling. So do you think in today's Air Force that it is okay to yell at an airman? And if you think it is, when do you think a, a good time is and why? Um, 
I think that if you allow yourself to yell at someone to communicate, then you have literally taken offense to what they've done and you are no longer uh, being effective. I've learned this uh, real quick. Shout out to uh, the church me and my wife listened to, uh, Pastor Todd. He uh, he talked about how being taken offense. You know what I mean? Like how we take offense to everything. Oh, you stepped on my mm-hmm. shoes. I'm offended. You know what I mean? I'm offended. Oh, you, did you did that to me. I'm offended. You know what I'm saying? You did this to me. I'm offended. When an airman disrespects a supervisor, all of a sudden the supervisor is offended. You know what I mean? And then now you want to raise your voice. I I don't really raise my voice at them to be to to communicate effectively because one, you raise your voice at certain people, they shut down. Period. Correct. Um, two, you raise your voice at certain people, they are no longer listening to understand. They're listening to respond to you at this point. So oh, man, I just don't, now. I don't, I don't believe in raising my voice. Is that Vivi? Oh my gosh. You guys are <laughs> I don't believe in raising my voice at people. I believe in doing something that's more effective. And that's just that. And people, supervisors who raise their voice at people, raise their voice at their troops, don't know their troops, period. Mm. Because if you know your troop, you know what affects them. If they did something that you don't want them to do, then you can literally do something to affect them. So with one of my troops, I know that if I take his time away, if I if I make him stay to work at work or I make him come in on a Saturday, I'm literally destroying his life. Like, or the other troop, if I don't sign his TA, I'm literally destroying his life. Or my other troop, if I don't let him teach a class, or if I don't let him run a class, or I don't let him be in charge of something, I'm literally destroying his life. You know what I'm saying? Or other one, I can threaten, hey, man, you're not doing what I asked you to do. I give you a clear task condition standard. You're not meeting those task condition standards. Now I'm going to have to mark you down in your EPR. Heartbroken. Done. You know what I'm saying? So this goes back to what Lo was saying earlier about being raised at home. You know, some kids are, you know, that's how their parents talk. They make sure they yell at them to, to, for them to get straight. And that's how they grew up in life. And they won't change until they know they get that feeling again, because although we're supervisors, parental roles do come into play sometimes. So yelling, me personally, if you have to yell, I don't think you're wrong for it. However, you got to know your team dynamics. If your team works better off of that, cool, because you know your people. I agree with that. But I don't see an issue. If you need to light somebody up to set the example not to do that, if you are you lit them up in front of everybody else, I personally think that's gonna set that's gonna set the bar. All right, we don't do that. This man ain't never yelled before, and now he's yelling. There must have been an issue with that. Don't ever go down that road again. What you think, Pete? So I don't do good with yelling directed at me, like because because Lowe's a man, right? Tay's a man, right? Mm-hmm. And if I seen Lowe on the street. Would I yell at Lowe to talk to him? Nah, I might get hooked. Am I going to yell at, at Tay? However, if Lowe sees me and I see Lowe, or I see Tay and I see, and Tay sees me, and there's an issue and I forcibly speak, now Tay has like, oh, sh-, like something's going to pop off or he's trying to talk to me to let me know, yo, it's, it's for real. You get it? Like, I'm looking at you and I'm forcibly talking to you and letting you know there's an issue, you haven't met a task, condition, or standard. Um, 
you know, you, you're, you're failing in, in what your, your task is, you know? So I believe in for, for, forcibly speaking to somebody, watching your tone and how you talk to them, you know what I'm saying? Yelling, man, I think you've lost control. I got, I got to, I, I got, I got to push what Tay said a little, a little further. You've, you've let that, you've, you've let it show, you've shown your cards. You let it show that your button's been pushed. All right. And that you have lost your bearing. All right. And so, what's up? No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. Now, so, so say, say we're in a group setting, right? In guard mount. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 a minute or two minutes late, and Mass Arn Palmer or Mass Arn Low or Mass Arn RB or Mass Arn Tay never late, right? And everybody knows, yo man, you know because the text already got fed. Hey man, it's going down. Such and such did this. Get ready. We already walking in late. When I walk in, if I'm yelling to the general crowd to let people know I'm mad, that's something different. Your button has not been pushed. You're letting it know, group. It's all bad. You feel me? Bring it out. This, 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 this. This is how y'all fixing this. This is how we fixing it. This is how y'all paying this back. You get it? In, oh, yeah. In that format. But me yelling at Tay specifically in front of everybody, losing my, 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 my you know, losing Composure. it. Yeah, I don't. Nah, man. But if I forcibly speak to Tay and be like, Tay, you better than this. You should have made a better decision. We'll talk about this later. Get back with the guard. You know what I'm saying? That's something different in my in my eyes. But everybody might have a so, different opinion, which I hope we do. But yelling, man. So is kind of, uh. I I see both of y'all point of view. You know, yelling. Y'all frowned upon it. But what's different from a supervisor yelling at a troop and a TI yelling at a troop? That's the first thing they see when they walk into basic training. If I do wrong, they gonna yell at me. If he did wrong. I mean, they're going to yell regardless, but should that, so should we take it away from basic training? I mean, I agree with the stern talking to. Hey, you know, unfreak yourself. Fix yourself, but if you got that supervisor that's just trying to do right, and he has that one troop that just does not give a – he doesn't care yeah. at yeah. all. Like, he's getting – the supervisor is going to get yelled at because the troop is messing up because – it goes all the way. They, they say that saying, shit rolls downhill. So eventually that supervisor can get tired of getting hammered for something that he can't even control. So Lo, what you think, man? I think we're all products of our environment. And like you said, TIs yelling at airmen and basic training, they're doing what they've known. And just because we do what we've known the whole time doesn't mean it's right. Say it again. Say that again. You repeat that one more time for the people in the back. Just because we do something we've known doesn't Mm. make it right. Mm. And um, Low see me get screamed at. Low and RB, y'all saw me get screamed at. Tommy fixed himself, but we went outside and we talked, right? Because he knew he was wrong. Is that is that the time (laughs) I wasn't invited? No, no, no. That was that was. was, uh, Hey, Low, you remember, right? Yeah. He was mad, but he realized, oh man, I should maybe I shouldn't have done it right there. So my bad, my bad, my bad, uh, low. But you got in trouble because of Richie and me. Yep. Maybe yeah, Richie. Yeah. Maybe that's Richie. A podcast. That's was, a different podcast. Yeah, that's, anyway, that's a different. But um, yeah, it doesn't make it right, you know, because like for us, 
we think communication, you know, face to face is right because it's what we've known. I'm not saying we're wrong, but we just go with what we've known. You know, we we're products of how we grew up. These kids are products of how they grow up. It doesn't make them wrong or right. It's just we are all products and everything's going to change. Um, I do not agree with yelling. As a kid, I got yelled at um, by both parents, um, my older sibling. Um, I have yelled. I've yelled. And I realized that I'm not even yelling at the person. It's about you. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked me one time, how do you feel when someone yells at you? And I really sat there and I thought about it. And I said, I honestly don't feel any type of way when I get yelled at anymore because I realized that they're not yelling for me. They're yelling for them. Basically. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing that they're yelling for. And I think you have to check yourself when you start yelling because it doesn't get anyone anywhere. All it does, like, um, I, I don't remember which one of y'all said it, but it makes people defensive. So, mm -hmm. you know, communicate calmly even if you don't get your point across to that person you don't give up you keep trying but there's no there's out, you have to figure out what that truth that you said that don't care i have one mm -hmm. yeah but i found out what he cares about yeah you have to dig so people, you got to get deeper so, into your so supervisors parents i'm speaking to all of it husbands they're lazy yeah. They don't care about what affects the people in their life. Supervisors, they don't, they don't, they don't dig and figure out what affects their troop. I have a troop that was just straight up disrespectful. Figured out what he cared about. I started tapping on that. Then I started getting the results I want. My son, my youngest son, Noah, right in there. You take his game away, okay. You take outside away, <laughs> all right. If you isolate them from everybody else, done, <laughs> done, done. Hey, listen, my, my oldest. You take his game away, done. My youngest, my daughter, my baby girl. You take working out away from her, done. She's done. She's done. You have to figure it out, and this is what part of being a supervisor, parent, husband, all that stuff. And you have to figure out what affects your people. That's so part of being a man and being a leader, not not just, you know what I mean, and our, our parent, like us, all of us, I say men, because all of us in here are, are guys, you know what I'm saying? And we're all leaders in some aspects. We all have families, but that's part of being a leader in your family. Like you can be a mom, a single mom, and still be a leader, because I know we all come from single moms. Some of us come from single moms, but you have to figure out what makes your family work or what makes your so, people work. I got a question, because we're, hey. we're making yelling seem like is it's an offensive thing, but can yelling be taken as passionate? It can be. Can I say something real quick though, Richie? Yeah, go for it, bro. And then I answer that. Tay, I want to respond to what you said. You said that uh, you got to know what makes your people go. And I 1000% agree with you, but we also have to know what makes us go. Mm -hmm. Because if we're the one yelling, we got to know what ticks us off. We got to know our triggers because we're human. Right. At the end of the day, we're a human talking to another human. So you cannot be like, oh, I'm emotionless. No, we all have emotions. Each and every one of us has shit that makes us pissed off and gets us to a point where we're boiling. And sometimes we can't even control our own emotions. So we have to know how to control us before we can try to even control another situation. That's all I wanted to say on that. Reach. Go ahead, Richard. No, go ahead. I, there's, there's something else that I wanted to add on to what Lo was saying. 
everybody that comes into the Air Force, Army, Marines, Navy, is not the material for the military. Mm -hmm. So finding what works for your troops is sometime escorting them outside the military. Mm -hmm. And that's that another thing that we have to identify. You know, if I'm trying everything that I can to help you and I've done all the, the tools that Tay and P and Lowe have provided and I still can't get, it's, it's, you have to draw a demarcation line of energy used before you're like, I completely stressed myself out when I could have tucked the right steps to see this person out. So de de determining if they're Air Force or military material is also a thing because just because they qualify for the military don't mean they're going to adapt to the military. Hey, and I want to I want to bring something up, man, for our TIs, right? They got a rough job because a lot of people assume, oh, that should have been fixed at BMT. Hell no. How you going to? How are you going to correct 18 years mm. of bad habit? Yeah, no. Hey, P. No way, man. So where should it be fixed at, P? Parenting, mm. right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so, so I want so to... What they have said. Fixing. We're in the correcting. You get it? Hey, listen, fellas. I know you walk like this, but this is the way we walk in, in, in the Air Force. I'm going to start holding your hand. Eventually, I got to let you go. And if you can't walk the way we walk, we got to let you go. You're going to make your money. You're going to have your benefits. I don't want you to break no rules. I don't want you to hurt no equipment. I don't want you to hurt no people. I don't want you to hurt yourself. But what RB just said, you got to go. But and like, we, what's up? We should, be co we should be, like Tay said, we should be teaching our airmen. I don't want people to think, I don't think supervisors should be teaching them, but you shouldn't be teaching them to the point of shit they should have learned as a kid. We need to be sharpening things that they already know, not teaching them things they should have learned. Okay. That's what I mean when I say that. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying supervisors aren't teaching their troops, you know, to be people, but it shouldn't be that way. We got to get back to parents parenting. Yeah. You I, and I agree with you 100%. The foundation should come from the parents. Mm -hmm. It should really should. The foundation should come from the parents. But what happens oftentimes, and I'm sorry, RB, I'm taking over your podcast. No. Happens oftentimes is that these kids, and I'm gonna use an analogy real quick, guys. I hope you guys follow me. These kids get in the Air Force, they go through basic training, and then they come to us, and then we have to till that ground up to make it a better foundation again, because it it sucks, because of the parenting. And like Lo said, the parenting sucks. You know what I'm saying? So us whoa, whoa. supervisors. I, I, I don't wanna make, parenting doesn't suck. We can't say parenting sucks. It's just not at the level that we expect it to be. No. Because we we talked about the phone. We talked about, you know, airmen on their phones, texting and stuff like that and the nonverbals. However, a lot of airmen and kids are doing that these days. So even if we said 20% come in and that's what they were fed was the phone and YouTube and roadblocks and Minecraft and all that, we still have to find the loophole to make sure their Air Force material and build them that way. Hey, I got it. I got it for Tay, RB. So I was talking with a supervisor last night, all right, Castro. He's telling me the issue he's dealing with at his base, I'm not going to bring up the base, right, is that the airmen are complaining on the island that they work on, beautiful island. People go to this island to resort, okay? Oh my God. They're complaining that they're working eight hours a day, 
and that they're mad that they got to stand up when they got to check an ID and that they're mad that they got to wear their primary weapon and their alternate weapon. So me being, you know, a little tactically sound, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. First things first, right? You live on an island that you probably would have never gone to without joining the Air Force, right? You're getting paid to be there, all right? If you're in the bracket of the airmen, you're probably single and you enjoy your off time with the rest of the single people or that are in your demographic, your friends on an island, on a beach, on, you know, running, kayaking, jumping off waterfalls, having fun, right? But what you're complaining about is that you work eight hours for four days and then you have three days off and that you're mad that you have to stand up to check an ID and that the M4 is too heavy when you're wearing the M9. Do you hear what I'm saying? So what I think Tay is saying, if you don't have somebody raise you like, hey, listen, as a parent, yo, an eight hour shift, that's nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, a 12, there's people working 12, 13, 14 hour shifts with no benefits. They come home, they go to sleep, they eat their rice and beans and they do it again. That's my pops right now. You know, 50 something though, working for Sears as a janitor, no pension, bro. You feel me? He would laugh at eight hours and see what these kids make and what they're complaining about is that. So I'm trying to tie what, what Tay means by the parenting sucks. If you never had a man tell you, hey man, this is what hard is. So when you see eight hours and you're wearing a primary and a secondary and a vest and you're checking ID, you can appreciate it. I'm not saying it's easy eight hours. What I'm saying, at least you have something to be like, you had a parent tell you, hey, it's not as bad as you think it is. Plus, look at that sunset. Plus, look at this blue water. You, you get what I'm saying? That, I think that's what Tay's trying to say. I I, I get it. And I, 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 I'm running low on time. So I want to transition to another question. This is something we can get back to, gentlemen. Um, I'm, I'm really loving the dialogue right now. So the last question, I'm going to, you know, low knows who I'm talking about. Senior uh, Airman Hondro Pena brought a question to me, and I thought I would bring it out to the group. So in this day and age, dealing with confrontations in the military can be a double-edged sword. If you respond naturally to what you think is a confrontation, it could possibly result in a non-judicial punishment, loss of rank, loss of money, possibly from the military. However, on the other side of that sword, if you don't react, you feel humiliation, you feel like, oh, I just let this walk by. There's, there's a lot of views that people take that as being, I won't say too vulgar, you, you, you feel like a punk. We'll go like that. So my question to the three of y'all uh, before we close this out is, how do you deal with confrontations in the military when only thing, and this for the young airmen, only thing you know is what you grew up with? Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Um, um, I had to, because I had a situation in Germany that happened. The only people that know about it is my wife, Tay, and a couple master sergeants, so I won't name the names. But um, I actually, something happened to me in Germany with another individual, and I went to the squadron to fight this individual. This is a 100% true story. I didn't go there to talk. I didn't go there for any resolution. I went there to put hands on someone. Was that the right way? Hell no. Um, the only reason it didn't happen or escalate further was because Master Sergeant pulled me into his office and said, come to my office right now. 
because he saw my face, he saw the body language, he saw what I was wearing, and he knew me. And he was like, Lo doesn't usually act like this. But that let somebody get me to that point where I was getting ready to jeopardize my career over something that looking back now as a you know 33 year old, I'm like, damn, that was stupid. I really let that person get to me. I really let them get me out of my element and almost ruined everything. Yeah. Because Yaz knows, Yaz knows exactly how I felt in that moment, man. When I tell you I saw nothing but red, she couldn't talk me off the ledge. She was like, she was like, yo, are you good? And I was like, yo, just get me to the squadron now, please. Yeah. Got me to the squadron. I got out of the car. I was walking to my destination to put hands on somebody. Mass Sergeant stopped me. Hey, hey, what's up? I said, I'm good. That was my response to a mass sergeant. <laughs> I'm good. Mm. He said, hey, come in my office real quick. Yeah. Talk me off the ledge. But no, I mean, dealing with stuff that way, man, could have ended, ended really bad for me. So we have to learn, and I think it goes back to what Richie brought up in the whole um, topic, what we're talking about is communication, man. A simple conversation between me and this individual would have rectified that whole situation. But I took it personally, because it was personal, but I took it personally, and I let it manifest into something more than it should have. And yeah. Well, I don't hey, think for providing that, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Hey, good. So my question to you, RB, is when when we talk confrontation, man. Like, obviously, Low felt super disrespected to the point where the only way to handle this was with, you know, being physical, right? I don't want to say violence, all right, but being physical. When somebody confronts you, hey, all four of y'all know me, right? If we if we thinking about the circle, me and Tay the most confront, we the confrontational ones, right? But do me and Tay mean it like violently though? Nah, we'll be, you know, Tay quick to be like, hey, Lo, I a thousand percent don't agree with you. Now let me explain. That was confrontational, you feel me? But not like disrespectfully confrontational. Or me, I'll be over here like, nah, RB, you don't know what you're talking about. This is why. You can take that as confrontation, you feel me? So when an airman means, yo, if he feels like, yo, I'm being disrespected as a man, and I, bro, I, I think Lowe said it best a long time ago. I am a man first, you are a woman first in the armed forces, right? Right after that, you have a choice how to respond to your confrontation. And ain't nobody on this God's green earth can tell you wrong. However, your action can be judged within the Air Force. You get it? However you decide to react to that. Um, Back in the day, I had a similar situation. However, two different outputs, me and the young man were able to rectify it with violence. You get it? But this is a long, this oh. is totally, you feel me? It's a totally different thing, right? And so I know where Lowe's coming from, but it wasn't violence like bare knuckle, you know, mouth guard, headgear, put on your gloves, Three minute round, let it go. After we leave the <laughs> after we leave the, the bathroom, it's done. You feel me? It was it was fun. And we became so, friends after that. You feel me? But if we talk so about me, what's up, man? I, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but that was a day and age in the Air Force or yes. in the military. Some, still, yeah. some people say still in the army, where you could resolve your situation behind closed doors and yeah. come out, shake hands, and press on with life. But in today's Air Force, 
Airman Jonathan or whatever we want to put in, we'll say Airman Snuffy that comes from tech school or AIT here or there or, or wherever, wherever y'all are going to be. And somebody calls them out their name. Somebody, and, and this happens in today's Air Force. You got cyberbullying. You have people that think, oh, because you're not like me, I can, I've been here long enough. I can talk to you however I want. And this goes back to that, that yelling, you know, there are airmen that experience this every single day in our air force. And they know if they react, some know if they react, they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Hey, listen, However, for any air, for any airman listening, especially the one that brought you this question, right? 100% bring somebody that's above rank. Then the person you have the issue asks for a closed door conversation, permission to speak freely. And you can speak, you can speak however you want. Sounds super educated. I, I wouldn't suggest cursing, but if you got to come to the point where you feel cursing, but go in there with your eyes dotted and your and your T's crossed and be like, yo, you did this, you say this to me. I don't play those games. I feel disrespected. You can raise your voice. You don't got to hit nobody. You know what I'm saying? And after you say what you got to say, and if we need to handle this a different way, you can put that on the table too. You didn't disrespect nobody, but you said it, and people respect that. The problem is everybody thinks they're scared to be who they got to be. I remember low checking me one time and I don't even think he feels like he checked me, but he's like, yo, Pete, I ain't the way I do. I was like, all right, cool. I respected that. You, you know what I'm saying? Cause he let me know straight up. We didn't have to do a, a closed office conversation, but supervisors respect that. They'll stand in the middle, let you guys say what you got to say, let you guys say what you got to say. But listen, once we walk out of here, we on the same team again, the drama's gone. We good, that's it. You gotta squash it when it happens. So if that's oh, what I, you're talking about, I- I love it. I, bro, that's that's, that's pretty sense. much- that's, not sense. that's pretty much spot on, but I see Tay over there ready to go. So what Lowe's you gotta say? Gonna say too. <laughs> hey, low eyebrows dancing, man. Hey. Hey. So what, what, what question you want me to answer first? You asked a couple questions in there. Which one you want me to answer first? I want you to answer the initial question about the advice given to airmen with dealing with confrontation that only know what they know from home. Um, that's not an excuse. Know what you know from home is no longer an excuse because you have all the information at your fingertips. So if you feel like you got to shoot the ones with someone and you feel like there's no other options, then that just means you're ignorant and you have to let your ego and pride go. So go back to my original statement we have to stop taking offense. Richie, when I took the computer out, you came in the office and you snapped your fingers at me. What did I just do? I took a what? You were offended as hell. I took offense. And then I, at that point, I let my ego, my pride and my emotions get the best of me. I allowed you to control me. When Once you allow someone else to control you, then you, then are going off of what you're you're reacting the way you want them to in my opinion i'm not i go ahead go ahead however i, I got more to we say we were able is is as as much as we 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 yelled at each other yes but we were able to communicate that and I then later that. come back but i'm talking about the to, rare point right there right then and there uh, i'm tracking i'm tracking right okay. i took offense I'm that not, moment that I, moment i'm not cuz because we know we know each other i'm not talking about that but so for that airman who that supervisor or that uh, that superintendent or that chief says something to them, there was a mat, there was a senior mass sergeant 
who says something to me, he's like, well, I guess I can't let what's on someone's chest determine if they're a leader or not. Meaning he was, he was talking about my airborne patch saying that I guess what's on your chest doesn't mean that you're, that, that makes you a leader. Now, could I have taken offense to that? At first of all, I was like, is he talking to me? You know what I'm saying? And then after that, I was like, he must just be upset that he doesn't have it. So I didn't even take offense to it. Because if I would have taken, I, if I would have taken offense, and I would have said something that would have put me in jeopardy, and then my actions don't just affect me, my actions and what I do affects everyone else around me. So my kids, my wife, my dad, my mom. Those my actions affect those people. So those airmen who are thinking about when someone says something to them they didn't take offense to, or if some if someone or they want to feel like they need to react or. How do you deal with someone in a, excuse me, in a supervisor role? Listen to what they got to say. Listen to understand. And don't say anything because those people, they just want to talk, right? Gather all the information that they know. Intel. I, I, I'm here with you, but I'm, I'm still, because you're, you're saying they have the tools, but even with COVID, because we could just use this year. Airmen are going to basic training. They're going to AIT or tech school. They're going to their base. They're not going home. And you're telling me that throughout this time, they're understanding the tools to use to report up to the chain because absolutely not. When, not when you're dealing when you're dealing with confrontation, if you go and you tell your supervisor, which we so we're we're encouraging, that's almost time to tell him, right? If you come from before you came in the military, if you went and told somebody. Some people even call that snitching. And airmen coming in today, they don't like, you could put them through, we'll say even two months, two months of training and they're getting 10% of it. The rest of that stuff is life. So having the tool, and this is just Richie Brown's opinion, I, I, I can see what you're saying with them. We're giving them the tools from day one. Sexual harassment is not tolerated. You know, I'm not putting hands on people, I'm not, not tolerated. But do you think that if I'm sitting in a room of 60 people, this, I'm still trying to learn what life is about. And I'm supposed to run and tell my supervisor if I get into an issue with Airman Snuffy. That's all, that's, you know, I, I like I said, I see what you're saying. I just see it very difficult. But that, that's why I'm what talking I'm to this Airman now. That's why I'm talking to this Airman now. Don't get offended. Ah. Don't allow your ego, don't allow your pride to win and get the best of you. Don't allow that person to take control of you. Don't allow like that, that to happen. And then once, and it, cause, cause it's hard. It's hard to, it's that's a hard pill to swallow. When another man punk you, especially okay. where you come from, that's a hard pill to swallow. Don't okay. allow that airman to get the best of you. Go ahead, Lo. No, no, I want to ask you something. When is enough enough though? What do you mean? And what you said, you said you said put your ego, your pride aside. Don't let somebody bring you to that level. But um, when is enough enough? What if you're going through something that's constantly, constantly happening? And I'm just asking a general question. I'm not saying anybody right or wrong. Oh, no I'm just asking. We do have young airmen, and it's easy for uh, easier for us as older airmen, quote unquote, to say, "Hey, don't let this get in your way," because of our experiences. But when you're telling that to a 22, 23, 24, 25 year old, it's a lot different. Um, so when is enough enough to you? What do you, what's your opinion on when is enough enough? Because so with, enough me, with me, hey, Tay, with me, my situation, there were multi, a multitude of things that happened leading up to 
before I even got to the point of, yo, I'm putting hands on you now. Yeah. So I had let it slide for multiple, you know this, Tay, better than anybody. And I had not said a word. You even told me, Lo, don't let it get you. And I didn't. But finally I broke and I was like, yo, I'm done now. You're getting beat down. <laughs> and so what do you, what's, what's your words to that? What, when is enough enough? Enough is enough when you have to go seek help. When you can no longer do it on your own. You have to go seek help. If that mass sergeant will put you in the office, then you would have done something that would have affected you, Yaz, and everybody else. You wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been able to open up a business for Yaz. Absolutely. But say, let me let me put this out there. And I'm only speaking from my experience. In that moment, I wasn't seeking help. He was just there. All right. So here you know we go. I was going to do what I was going to do. He just happened to see me. So let's take him out of the equation. I'm walking into an office and there's going to be computers damaged and I'm beating somebody down whether I get hit and it's just going down. So it's, it's easier to say seek help. Like, cause I wasn't seeking help. In the moment, right? In the moment. That's what yeah. we're talking about, right? Yeah. All right, here we go. And work, stay with me here. Right? Absolutely. Right. Okay. When, when, when a situation happens, let's just, use, let's not even use any of this. Let's just say we're driving. Someone cuts us off. What do you automatically do? you get mad you get upset but between that between that between the incident or the event mm -hmm. and something actually in in your physical and emotional reactions because that's what you're having you're having a physical reaction you're having an emotional reaction or it's vice it's emotional reaction then you're having a physical reaction there's a thought and a lot of us don't hold on to that thought that's happening between the event and the 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 event and the thought we go straight to physical and emotional reaction. So what we have to do, we have to train ourselves. And you can do this, start doing this with little things. I started doing it with my kids. An event happens. Noah does something I don't like. Instead of having an emotional reaction, oh, he pissed me off. Then the physical reaction, me yelling at him, I have a thought. Boom, right there in the middle. Between those event and those two emotional and those two emotional reactions, he's six. He doesn't know any better. Let me calm myself down before this. And low in your case, the reaction, the, the event happened, boom, this person is not worth my time, not worth my wife, not worth anything. Before well, that, no emotional that. reaction happened, but well, we well, allow ourselves to get so, we allow ourselves to get so upset and so mm -hmm. mad that we're, we're human, bro. Huh? We're all human, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And this is why we, it's not, it's not something that you're going to be able to do right away. It's mm -hmm. something that you need to practice. And that's what I'm trying to tell this airman practice grabbing onto that thought grab grab practice thinking about what you're going through at that time and think hey man that dude that cut me off maybe he was on his way to a hospital maybe he had a broken leg or maybe he was in a rush maybe he had to get home to his kids or maybe something else and before i had that emotional and physical reaction does everybody understand what i'm saying hey, there's hey. An event, and there's a there's an event and then there is the thought that happens before you have those physical and emotional reactions. That's I like what I'm what to say. Hey, Tay, you hear me? I like what you're saying. So we all giving three different versions, right? Lowe's talking from the airman's perspective today. He hasn't learned the cope mechanism you're talking about yet. What I'm bringing to the table is I'm trying to tell the airman, hey, you have to decipher if it's confrontational to the point where you can call and be like, yo, let me talk to you on a one-on-one -on -one basis with a third person just listening to what I say, bringing my concern? Or is he telling me, this is my job, I messed up, 
and you don't like the way he's coming at you to correct you. You get it? And, and it kind of falls under that shut up and color. If they doing the whole shut up and color in, in a disrespectful manner, it goes back to what I'm saying. Hey, do the job, finish it, come back to it later. Hey, Sergeant so-and-so, can I just have a, a personal talk with you, you know, one-on-one? -on -one? I understand that I messed up. I understand that I failed to do this. However, the way that you came at me, I felt disrespected in this manner when you did this. Not you correcting me, but when you use this term or that term, and this is why I took it like that. You get it? You, Pete, you're saying the same thing I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that but person, I'm, I'm, yeah, giving, person, I'm giving them another tool. You, right. you have your way, you know, you giving them one, I'm giving them one. Right. What I'm saying is, I'm not defending Lowe. He don't need me to defend him. But what I'm saying is Lowe's no, Lowe is correct. Lowe is absolutely right. We're the human. Human right now. Lowe is absolutely right. Yeah. We're only human. And sometimes we're like, man, bump all that physical, emotional thought. No, no I'm going to go for this dude's head because that's what we have been taught. That's yeah. the product of our environment. What I'm saying is that we need to be better. We need to find different things. You, These airmen out here, these kids out here, they can Google and YouTube all kind of stuff. Why can't you Google and YouTube how to react better how to you know how to yeah, be emotionally true. connected how to how not to let someone make you angry all you have to do is google how not to let this person make me angry so, you'll get thousands so let of me, videos let, let me get this straight yes they have thousands of videos but do you think in the heat of the moment you're gonna go and do that or do you think that people actually take the time to say you know what i'm gonna work on my issues in case i'm tested that isn't something that I don't think, no, I won't say nobody. There are people that do it, but there's not many people that are going to go digging to figure out how to, and especially these, these the younger kids. RB, I, you know? I don't agree. If you hot-headed, you was hot-headed before you came into Air Force, bro. And that's something that you got to work on on yourself. And that's Pete telling you, I had to learn how to not be a hothead in the Air Force. Bro, I, and the thing, the thing is, Richie, I think you're right. You're not being taught that, but you, if you know that's an issue, fix your issue. Again, back to my point, people who want to be great work on what they're bad at. People who want to be good or okay or average or bad work on what they want to work on what they're good at. They're being comfortable. Okay. They're comfortable. So that's what I'm trying to say is that this airman, if you know that you're a hothead and you know, you're going to, that you're the type of person that wants to snap and all this other stuff, start seeking advice from people who have their shit together and who have the the mindset of trying to calm themselves down, start seeking advice from people who, you know, may be that same person's rank and say, how would you handle this? Because right now I'm thinking about this and that person can, t uh, you know, talk them off the ladder like someone did Low. And now I bet, I guarantee Low being the man that he is, he'll never make that mistake again of letting somebody get him there. Hey, Jay, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. And this is for the younger airmen listening to this podcast. No, it ain't for the younger airmen. It's just for anybody that, anybody listening to this podcast right now that might have an issue like that. A big part of growth is how you react when you feel disrespected. Mm. That's something Ooh. I had to learn. But that's something I had to really learn is because I like felt disrespected describe. so many times. And I was like, yo, how am I going to react to low now? Yeah, Tay's right. That low back then was a different one. But now, yeah, I'm never going to let somebody pull me out of my comfort because the four of us now, we got too much to lose, man. Right. And, and lose. the way the way you react, you did you're not gonna allow yourself to get offended by someone else. Like, but RB, hey RB, hey Lo, thank you for saying that. RB, you need to let your airman know. Lo just said something that made me put in perspective. Your airman right now, he has too much to lose. Mm. He don't gotta become a low yet or a P or a Tay or RB yet. 
And if I we're love it. that prior, yo, once you win, you got too much to lose. The thing is, the thing is, fellas, we're making, we made all the mistakes so that people below us in that airman that you're talking to don't have to make these mistakes anymore. We walk to school uphill both ways yeah, with no both shoes. Ways. Nine miles. Nine miles. No coat. No coat. No hat. No shoes. All right, gentlemen. Hey, look, I'm going to have to bring this plane down the land. Uh, we went a little bit over time, but this was a great topic. I loved it. And for our viewers, if you want to continue, if y'all want to hear a continuation, we can do a part two because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to communication. Make sure if you want to hear more about it, hit us up at wisdomwhiskeyandwinning at gmail.com or also check us out on our YouTube. Uh, these videos will be uploaded. We're doing this for you. This is all for you. And hopefully, I, I hope y'all love it. Gentlemen, what do y'all think? Man, love it, man. Y'all were really, this was a really good one. Y'all got really passionate and, you know, everybody had different points of views and I, and I love that, you know, because I don't want everybody to think that we're doing this and everybody's saying the same thing. You know, I want people to hear different personalities and we got all of that tonight. So a hundred grand, I thank y'all so much. But before we close, who's got up next week? Oh, man. Is it Lo or is it Tay? Or is it Chief? P. It's P. Oh, it's me. All right, I got it. Hey, I got it. It's me. It's me, low, RB, then P. Yep. Right, I'm next. You'll If you check us out, look us up on Instagram also. We'll have the topic probably posted up before it starts so you can get a sneak peek in um, during our meeting. And I hope you all loved it. And as we close, gentlemen, any final words? Stay blessed. Stay safe, y'all. Low. I'm about to have Thanksgiving number three tomorrow. <laughs> I, just had, I just had leftovers. I feel fat. <laughs> Bruh, you ain't never lied. No. Tay. Uh, ego and pride have has destroyed entire kingdoms. So then wow. Uh, Why y'all all gotta end with like dope man, quotes? Now yo, I feel like I gotta read this. Here goes RB. That's why we can't let him talk, man. Hey man, <laughs> ego and pride destroyed whole kingdoms. Don't let it destroy yours. 100%. Hey, thank everybody for tuning in. Can't wait to see y'all next week. And I will talk to y'all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace.